Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, guys? This is EJ Holland with the Wolverine.com, and we are back with another live Wednesday recruiting chat uh, here exclusively on the Wolverine YouTube channel. If you have not hit that subscribe button, do me a favor, hit the subscribe button. It is completely free, and we are dropping new videos every single day on the Wolverine YouTube channel, so never miss an update on when a new video drops. Also, like this video helps with the algorithm, helps other Michigan fans join the chat, uh, interact with you guys, interact with me, helps our exposure, uh, so definitely hit the like button. And uh, if you haven't subscribed to the Wolverine.com, you can do that today as well for just $29.99 until August 31st of 2023, uh, so this year. And that deal gets you insider recruiting information, team information, NIL, transfer portal, basketball, basketball recruiting, and so much more, as well as a great message board community over on the fort. So subscribe today for $29.99 until August 31st of 2023. And that gets you through the late signing period, spring football, summer official visit season. So it's a time to take advantage of that special promotion. 
All right, guys, that's all the uh, promos uh, I have today. I think you can follow me on Twitter at EJ Holland on three. Don't have a, an OnlyFans, so we'll not be doing that. Looks like we have a super chat already. Uh, and remember, guys, I'm answering all of your questions tonight. But if you do want to sub- uh, do want to submit a super chat, that means that you can skip the line, and that money goes to our travel budget, so we can travel around the country and see how nationally so it looks like we have a bit of a team question so i'll do my best to field this one who do you best uh include amarion walker for cornerback two and which safety from the 22 23 classes has the best best skill set to convert to cornerback and also who do you like best for tight end three behind colston and barner all right let's go one by one um who do i like best for cornerback two opposite of will johnson next season um you know, Marion Walker is definitely an interesting prospect when I saw her at player. Now, I guess he's no longer a prospect, but he was an interesting prospect when I covered him as a recruit. I actually uh, talked about this in our staff on our Wolverine staff meeting about how I liked him better as a corner. Uh, when I evaluated him, I thought he was a much better corner than he was a wide receiver prospect. He's a tall, lanky plus athlete, uh, very skinny, needs to add a little bit more weight to his frame. Uh, but the skill set is there for him to be a really good cornerback. So I think he would be an interesting uh, guy to convert to the defensive side of the ball. Um, you could maybe see uh, Mike Sainer still move from nickel to, to, to an outside corner. But I really think Jair Hill is a, an exciting option as a true freshman. I know you don't necessarily want to throw a true freshman out there at a really important position, um, unless your name is Will Johnson and you're a five-star. But Jair Hill is a great athlete. Any compliments will really well. Uh, Jair's not as uh, technically sound or as physically ready uh, as Will was coming out of high school. Uh, But I would say Hill is a a little bit better of an athlete and definitely faster coming out of high school. So I think he complements Will well. You have uh, an elite physical technician and then you have a raw springy athlete. Um, From Jair, I think, you know, you could see uh, I'm I'm interested to see what Michigan gets out of Jaden McBurrows. He wasn't really the most impressive prospect in terms of measurables, but he just kind of had that dog mentality. I know he's been plagued by injuries, so excited to see what they get out of McBurrows. Excited to see what they get out of Miles Pollard, who was a, a guy that um, didn't necessarily have that top end speed that a lot of schools were looking for, but it had the length, had the physicality. So uh, was a really good friend of Will too. So I think they would have great chemistry on the field. Um, but yeah, I, I would say I'd like to see Jair Hill, but honestly the best answer might be seeing what Michigan can pull out of the portal during that late window. And then as far as safety to convert to cornerback, I would say uh, the guy that would have the best skill set. I, I like Zeke Barry potentially moving to corner. I always wanted to see him play some corner. Um, I felt like he was a guy that could play all over the secondary. He's a really cerebral, speedy guy, extremely physical, has a nice compact build. Um, I'd like to see what he could do at corner. Uh, Cody Jones can play some corner. He uh Played a lot of it at at the high school level in club seven on seven as well. So um, I, I think 
Cody was a nickel take and not necessarily a safety take, but I guess he would count as maybe an outside corner type. And then who do I like best for tight end three behind Colston and Barner? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I'd like to see uh, Hibner maybe get a shot to uh, finally do something. I mean, he was a really physical uh, blocker that could catch the ball. I'm interested to see Deacon Tony Ellie. Uh, I think he's one of the least talked about recruits in this 2023 recruiting class, but I feel like he could have an early impact if he adds some weight and learns to be an inline blocker. There's some Colston Loveland to Deacon Tony Ellie's game. Unfortunately, Deacon is not an early enrollee, but I would say Deacon, if he would have been an early enrollee, it'll be interesting to see uh, if he gets any time as a freshman. All right, let's go ahead and get to some other questions. Another super chat. Look at that. I mean, Hutch, come on. Our producer needs to get these Ric Flair gifts going. We have no siren, no Ric Flair gifts today. Um, but we do. There we go. But we do have super chats and uh, we are excited about it. So we appreciate you guys. And uh, Nick Costin decided to jump the line and he said, bottom line, who is Michigan's quarterback commit for the 2024 class? Um, so no man knows the future. I definitely can't say it with 100 percent confidence. But look. The only answer you can possibly give right now is Jaden Davis solely because there aren't really any other quarterbacks on the board. I mean, there's nobody else that has a real active offer. Obviously, today uh, reports out of the uh, local Phoenix uh, affiliates were that Jim Harbaugh was seeing Dylan Rayola, the nation's top overall uh, recruit and number one quarterback. But uh, Rayola is a long shot and Davis is a guy that they've been recruiting nonstop. They've invested so many resources in him. I mean, he's still the guy for them. I, I personally, and I have said this before, would like to see Michigan expand the quarterback board. I'd love to see new go new offers go out at the position, not only so you give yourself other options and you're not held hostage by a recruit, uh, but also to apply some pressure to Jaden Davis. Is If he's really your guy, he has no reason to commit immediately. I mean, there's no pressure. He's the only guy on the board. And so I, I think Michigan does need to expand the board. I liked that Jim Harbaugh, while he was out West recruiting and he was in the Pacific Northwest yesterday and obviously made his way down to Arizona. Uh, but I like that he made that stop to see Rayola. Like I said, he might be a long shot right now, but you never know. Uh, and, and on top of that, you just need to have some other options at the most important position in football, especially when you've gone back-to-back -back cycles landing projects. You had Alex Orgy and Jaden Denegal two cycles ago. You had Kendrick Bell this cycle. And maybe one of those guys pans out. Maybe they don't but you need a true elite quarterback. JJ is going to leave at some point here in the near future. You got to have somebody that can come in and fill that void and lead your football team. And so they are hopeful. Jaden Davis is that guy. Jaden's the only answer I can give right now because he's really the only option. I think an interesting poll, I wish we could do polls to poll the audience. An interesting poll would be to answer, to have it a, a couple of answers to your question. It would be Jaden Davis or the field. And uh, I think the odds on that would be pretty interesting if it were a Vegas bet is, you know, is Jaden Davis going to be the quarterback commit or would you take the field? Do you think Michigan's going to expand the board? Leave your comments below, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it, if it, if I have to answer the question right now, I, I have to say Jaden Davis uh, default, but uh, there are some moving parts there and I'm sure we have 
many more Jaden Davis questions that we will get to. So appreciate your super chat, Nick. Hopefully uh, that answer did suffice. Let's go ahead and go down to uh, Bradasaurus. And he says, what are the odds on Tom Brady being the Michigan head coach in 10 years time? Um, that's interesting. I mean, I don't know what Tom Brady's going to want to do with his life 10 years from now. Maybe he'll still be playing football. Who knows? Um, I'm not sure if he's going to get into coaching or not, or if he is going to spend time with his family. I know he has uh, some kids in multiple locations. So, um, you know, it'd be an interesting scenario. Obviously, Tom Brady is uh, the greatest NFL player of all time, uh, a guy who loves the University of Michigan, I'm sure would love to come back and help in some capacity, whether it's head coach or not. But it, it would be great to get Tom Brady, once he retires, just more and more involved in the program overall. I mean, the TB12 brand, uh, there are endless NIL opportunities there, uh, and that'll last uh, after Tom Brady's career. And just having him around the football program in general, I think, can only help attract recruits, can only help the coaching staff, just his knowledge of the game and being around for so long, um, I think would be very beneficial. So we'll see what Brady decides once he, uh, once he actually does retire, if he ever uh, does. Let's go ahead and, uh, and really quick, I, this is not a question, but a comment. Daniel G saying Mike Hart finally going after some dogs. I just want to give Mike Hart some love, man. Michigan's running backs coach has been out there grinding on the recruiting trail. Look, I have been Mike Hart's biggest critic. Now, I love what Mike Hart does as a football coach. He is one of the top assistant football coaches in the entire country, but he has been a very lackadaisical recruiter, and uh, I've critiqued him for that because I am their recruiting reporter at the Wolverine. Uh, and even though he's a Michigan legend, no man uh, can avoid being critiqued for something they're not doing a great job at. Uh, and I think Mike Hart had a lot to be desired on the recruiting trail, but he has really picked it up this week. This is the most active I've seen Mike Hart on the recruiting trail. He went down to Texas to see Taylor Tate, one prospect out of Longview, um, pushing hard for him. He's going to get him on campus for a visit this uh, this month on January 28th. He just had another top 100 running back visit in Jordan Marshall out of Ohio this past weekend. He's been extending offers to several 2024 and 2025 running backs. This is what we need out of Mike Hart, man. I love to see it. I don't I didn't critique Mike Hart because I personally don't like like Mike Hart. I want Mike Hart to to impress on the recruiting trail. I want him to excel. I want him to land top level running backs. Uh, Michigan should be a destination school for for running backs i've said that over and over so i love to see this effort from mike hart he has the potential to be one of the best recruiters in the nation it's an easy sell come play running back in michigan and get the rock like 27 times a game come play for me i'm an all-time legend come play for me i have nfl experience jim harbaugh has nfl experience we have guys going to the league we have guys that are our heisman candidates come play at michigan I mean, it's an easy sell for Mike Hart. And I mean, he's Mr. Michigan. He should 
want to recruit the best of the best. So I've been really impressed with Mike Hart this week. I, I feel like I'm the most excited person on the planet about Mike Hart's efforts on the recruiting trail this week. And I hope it continues. Uh, I really want to see consistency from Mike Hart when it comes to recruiting. And if he does what he, if he keeps doing what he's doing this week, I mean, there will be a lot of praise for Mike Hart coming from me. Uh, let's go ahead and go down to um, Jim took a visit with uh, Dylan Rayola. I think we have any chance uh, our odds with Harbor since he is going on an official visit to Oregon and how did it go with Bryce West? So let's break this down one by one. Uh, Jim Harbaugh did visit Dylan Rayola. It was uh, not necessarily an in-home visit. Uh, there's some NCAA rules uh, in regards to in-homes. Uh, you can only take them with uh, upperclassmen, but he did stop by um the, the state of Arizona to see Dylan Rayola. Um, and yeah, like I said, Rayola is the number one overall prospect in the country, the number one quarterback nationally, a recent decommit from Ohio State. Uh, Michigan offered Rayola last year, didn't really create much movement there. Uh, but Harbaugh stopping by shows that he does have some interest at Michigan having interest in Rayola. And I think there could be a little bit of interest uh, from Rayola's side as well. I do think right now he's a little bit more of a long shot. Like I said, there wasn't real movement before uh, he committed to Ohio State. I'll be interested to see with Michigan now beating Ohio State in back-to-back -back years, going back to the college football playoff, Jim Harbaugh getting situated with his uh, NFL rumors going away. If Michigan becomes an actual player, for Dylan Rayola right now. I think they have a lot of work to do there, but it is again, like I said earlier, positive that Jim Harbaugh stopped there, apply some pressure uh, to Jaden Davis and maybe Michigan does get back in the mix with the number one overall prospect nationally. But there are some, uh, you know, rumors floating around that uh, Georgia could be the team to beat. And even though they have a quarterback commit, they have been in contact with Rayola. If Rayola does land at Georgia, I think that opens another intriguing door from Michigan because Georgia has another quarterback commit in Ryan Puglisi. Now, if Georgia gets Rayola, does Puglisi leave the class? And if he does, does Michigan make a run at him? Uh, Mike Elston, Michigan's defensive line coach and recruiting coordinator, has um, has great relationships at Puglisi's high school. Um, so I think that could be a, a guy to, to really keep an eye on if Rayola ends up Georgia. Uh, Nebraska is a legacy, would be one to watch as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm interested to see terms of it. I mean, the news just kind of broke today that Harbaugh was out in Arizona seeing Rayola. So still gathering more information. I would temper expectations, but definitely something to watch. Um, do I think that uh, Michigan has any chances with uh, Harbaugh since uh, with Harbor since he's going on an official visit to Oregon? Harbaugh is done. Uh, taking visits elsewhere, but uh, Harbor is going to Oregon for his final OV on January 27th. So again, we're talking Nicholas Harbor, five-star athlete out of Washington, D.C. 
Archbishop Carroll, the number 19 overall recruit nationally, the number one athlete nationally. Michigan is still in this. I expect Jim Harbaugh to make an in-home visit here in the, the very near future. It does not look like Michigan's going to get him back on campus for an unofficial visit, which is a little disappointing. Um, but look, the relationships have been there. Michigan has been that constant in his recruitment. Michigan can still uh, sell academics better than any other finalists. Um, they've done everything possible with their track program, even if it's not on par with Oregon or some of the Southern schools. Um, I feel like right now uh, there's still some work to do. I'm interested to see how much NIL is really going to be a factor over these next couple of weeks. Obviously, Michigan doesn't have a true firm plan on the trail, whereas South Carolina hasn't been shy about their NIL pursuits of Harbor. Uh, Oregon has been NIL crazy since the beginning of the year. Um, and, and Oregon's just a really intriguing option, even though they came in late. Um, this is a school that has a great track program backed by Nike's Phil Knight. Uh, they have decent foot as well. So uh, distance could be a factor in that one. But I know Harbor likes the the of football and track offered at Oregon. Um, you know, what I bet on Harbor landing at Michigan right now, maybe not, but that doesn't mean that uh, that it's not a possibility. I'm, I'm interested to see how Harbaugh's in-home goes um, here in, in the next week or so, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. But Michigan's going to keep recruiting him hard until the final bell. Uh, as far as how things went with Bryce West, uh, for those of you that don't know, Bryce West is Michigan's number one cornerback target in the 2024 recruiting class out of Cleveland, Ohio, uh, goes to Glenville High School, which consistently turns out high-level prospects. Uh, Ted Ginn Sr. is the head coach there, so obvious ties to Ohio State. Now, Ohio State is considered far and away the leader in Bryce West's recruitment. Again, the connections to the Buckeyes are very strong. But I feel like Steve Klingscale has quietly had Michigan in the mix here for a long time. Bryce West made, I believe, three visits to Michigan last year, including for the night game against Michigan State. He was just back on campus over the weekend, heard things went really well there. Seems like Michigan could be turning a little bit of a corner. I think uh, odds are still in Ohio State's favorite given the connections, uh, but with Michigan beating Ohio State in back-to-back -back years with the recent job Steve Klingscale has done recruiting in Ohio, I think there the door is cracked open for Michigan to get involved and land some top-level prospects from Ohio this cycle and beyond. Uh, it's not like Ohio is invincible. Two years in a row that Michigan has in them, and I think you can maybe start seeing some of those Ohio prospects that were Iowa State locks as soon as they got an offer from the Buckeyes give Michigan more attention. Uh, will Bryce West be one of them? He's definitely giving Michigan attention. I'm not sure if he lands in Ann Arbor, but I think it is going to come down to Ohio State or Michigan. So I think Steve Klingscale is doing as good of a job as anybody could do to lure Bryce West away from enemy territory. Let's go ahead and go down to um, 
let's go to Steve Sanchez. And he says, the Harden Texas me made me laugh out loud today, EJ did. Someone wake him up all of a sudden? Um, I'm not sure what discussions took place. I'm sure that uh, going into this contact period, the coaches had different recruiting meetings. And uh, I think uh, maybe Hart lit a fire under himself. Uh, Look, I mean, not just because of criticism, but look, man, like they need high level running backs. Look at the running back room after Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum. Those guys are going to leave in the very near future. And then you have CJ Stokes, who uh got almost no run there towards the end nothing in the college football playoff uh game that flashed a little bit against lower level competition but certainly not a guarantee to be a donovan or blake type of player uh tavier dunlap hasn't done anything since arriving in in ann arbor and i just did not or was not really a fan of him as a recruit, Kalel Mullings, uh, that experiment's not going to really work out long term. So, uh, Cole Cabana, I think, is a guy that can make an impact as a true freshman, but is he? He's going to need another back there. He can't carry the ball uh, twenty-seven times. He's not that type of running back. So, I think. Hart realizes, hey, I need an elite every down back. It's easy to coach guys like Play Corum and Donovan Edwards, and maybe not so easy to coach these other guys. And so uh, I do feel like he knows that he needs to stock that running back room with more talent. I think they're going to take two running backs again this year. Um, you know, this past cycle, obviously landing Cabana, and then you had a project in, in Benjamin Hall, who was third string on his high school team. I mean, you need a lead backs. This is Michigan. And so, uh, you know, I talked about it earlier in the show, like Michigan should be a destination school for running backs. Mike Hart has no reason to not be one of the better recruiters in the country. It's an easy sell. And I just hope this, uh, effort that we've seen from him this week continues. I'm really excited. Uh, I'm happy for Mike Hart. I, I really hope he continues to embrace recruiting that's what we want to see from him and i think he can have great success if he puts as much effort into recruiting as he does into coaching let's go ahead and go down to michael berg and he says do you see us passing on mvb turning into a similar situation as losing out on drogosh um I suppose uh, I did think Michigan should have taken Brady Drogosh last cycle. Uh, I think Dr- Brady offered a high floor and high upside as well, was one of the uh, top testers. I believe the top tester at the Elite 11 finals, uh, big frame, great pocket passer with uh, mobility as well, made a lot of plays with his legs. Um, So yeah, I think Michigan missed an opportunity to take Drogosh this past cycle. I think it would have put a a little bit more at ease with concerns about 2024 recruiting. Uh, Michael Van Buren is a prospect I love out of Baltimore, St. Francis. He is ranked as the number 67 overall prospect nationally, the number seven quarterback in the country. Uh, Some concerns about Van Buren's height. He's uh, right at about five foot 11, not that much shorter than Jaden Davis, but is uh, very much on the short side. The difference between Van Buren and Jaden is Van Buren can move, man. He has some juice to him. Uh, He's electric with the ball in his hands. He makes something out of nothing. Uh, Very bright. Bryce Young-esque in his game, not saying he's going to be, 
Bryce Young, but has some of those traits and intangibles. Um, I don't think he has as high of a floor as uh, Jaden Davis is. I think Jaden Davis is the safer take, but I do think Van Buren has uh, some more upside and definitely offers the uh, mobility aspect as well. So, yeah, I, I could see, you know, maybe passing on Van Buren coming back to haunt Michigan. Um, I would like to see if if Michigan does expand the quarterback board, I would love to see them circle back to Van Buren. I just love his attitude, his moxie. Um, the St. Francis kids have done very well at Michigan. Um in the past, you know, you've had Blake Corum and, and some of the other guys. I think Derek Moore's going to be a stud. Nikai Hill Green, Ayabi Oki had a great season. So I think the, the St. Francis connection, even without Biff, is still going to be strong. Um, and Van Buren's just, like I said, has, has that kind of moxie, has that different type of chip on his shoulder um, that, I guess dog mentality that I hate saying, but everybody loves to say, I mean, Van Buren does have that. Um, he was extremely impressive in off season events. I really liked my in-game evaluation of him this fall when I went out to see St. Francis. Um, so I'd love to see Michigan circle back on Van Buren. I don't think there's that much of a gap, if any gap between Jaden Davis and Michael Van Buren. I just don't think, um, I don't think the all your eggs in one basket approach with Jaden Davis is necessary. There are other quarterbacks around the country that are very talented, including Michael Van Buren, that Michigan can become a true player with. And not just Michael Van Buren. They had Isaac Wilson on campus for a visit this fall. Uh, Jaden Bradford down at IMG Academy is someone I wrote about this week that I would like to see Michigan get in the mix with. Uh, like I said, if Georgia lands to Rayola, I'd like to see Michigan get in the mix with Puglisi. Uh, there are other talented quarterbacks. I think the all your eggs approach was uh, kind of neat, I guess, to say, in a, say it in a lame way. Uh, with Dante Moore because he was a five-star level prospect in your own backyard. But that's not the situation with Jaden Davis. Uh, go after Michael Van Buren. Go after other quarterbacks. Let's go ahead and go down to Go Blue 81. And he says, will the Matt Weiss issues have any effect on the Jaden Davis recruitment? I think they'll have minimal effect. I'm really not concerned about that um, in terms of the Jaden Davis recruitment or quarterback recruitments in general. Look. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, Matt Weiss was not a plus on the recruiting trail. Um, I think Jaden Davis really respected Mike Matt Weiss's mind, uh, his football acumen, and his uh, attention to details in terms of breaking down film and diagnosing defenses, and, as well as his NFL experience. But this recruitment has and is going to come down to Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh has been the primary recruiter for Jaden Davis. Davis loves his NFL experience as a coach, as a player, loves the fact that he played quarterback at Michigan in the NFL, being in the Colts ring of honor. I mean, this is a guy that has a resume that that's better than most everybody out there uh, in terms of recruiting quarterbacks. And Jaden Davis uh, knows that. And that's a, a big reason why Michigan has been the most appealing school throughout his process. So I think uh, this recruitment, again, like I said earlier, that's the best way I can put it. This recruitment is always going to come down to Jim Harbaugh. It has, has nothing to do with Matt Weiss or anybody else. Uh, Harbaugh is going to have to be the guy to win it for Michigan. Let's go ahead and go down to KS. And he says, with Justin Scott announcing in two weeks, is Michigan pretty much out of it? 
all signs seem to point towards the ugly leprechaun. Um, yeah, it'd be unfortunate if Justin Scott did end up at Notre Dame. And for those of you that don't know, Justin Scott is a top 100 defensive lineman out of Chicago, St. Ignatius, one of the most important recruits on Michigan's board, ranked as the number two defensive lineman uh, on on three, number three defensive lineman nationally on the consensus and number 20 overall prospect. Um, look, man, I mean, I don't think uh, I, it's hard to say that Michigan is out of it just because Scott hasn't really um, given any signs himself. I know there was a pick in for Notre Dame, but Scott is a very uh, private person, keeps a very close circle. I think Scott has made a decision, which is why he set a date. So it's hard to say, well, Michigan's not out of it because you know, they can still recruit him. I think he's made his decision, whether that's Michigan, Notre Dame, Ohio State, or some other school. Uh, he wouldn't have set a date if he didn't know. But I don't really think a lot of other people know. Really, the only other uh, people involved in this recruitment are his head coach and his mom. If anybody knows outside of Scott, it's those two people and those two people only. I'm not sure if he's told coaching staffs yet. It doesn't seem like it. Uh, it does seem like Notre Dame has some confidence, which is kind of concerning uh, and, and pretty concerning, actually, uh, especially given the recent success Notre Dame has had against Michigan. Um, but the Wolverines, down a fight, without a fight, they're going to keep recruiting him until uh, he says no. And then on top of that, man, it's like this commitment dates like January 31st. Like that's still almost an entire year before signing day. A lot could happen in between now and then Scott originally wanted to take his official visits and take his time with the process. So uh, wherever he does commit, if it's Michigan, that's great. If it's not Michigan, I don't think Michigan will stop recruiting him until he puts pen to paper down in December. He's always going to be a top target. Uh, Mike Elston's done a really good job of recruiting him, has a great personal connection with him. Uh, Scott is friends with 2023 signee Trey Pierce, a lot of Chicago land players on the Michigan roster. So, um, we'll see uh, how things stand. I mean, uh, make no mistake about it. Justin Scott is a top, top level player, a top, top overall priority on the board and losing him would be tough, but it wouldn't be completely over. Like I said, they're, they're going to recruit him all the way to signing day. Let's go ahead and go down to uh, Jackson Hells. And he says any time on timeline on Brady Prescorn. So Brady Prescorn, the number one overall recruit in the state of Michigan, this cycle top 100 tight end out of Rochester Adams. Uh, Prescorn hardly does any media interviews, stays away from social media, just a really quiet uh, personal kid. Uh, I think Michigan's in a great position for him early on. There's no true timeline. I do think Prescorn, with him being the type of kid that he is, would like to shut it down kind of earlier in the process, maybe sometime in the spring. But no definitive timeline. Like I said, Michigan high up on the list. Um, but he is giving uh, everybody kind of a, a fair shot here. He's been to campus a couple of times. I expect him to be back on campus this offseason. But uh, he's going to play his recruitment close to the vest. And so no sad timeline with Prescorn. 
for those of you that missed it, do we have any chance with Dylan Rayola? Like I said, I would temper expectations. I think it's interesting to see, to see that Jim Harbaugh stopped by today. Um, I think right now he's a little bit more of a long shot, but things can always change in recruiting. I'm interested to gather more information and really see what's coming of it, coming out of it. But uh, I think it might apply a little bit more pressure on Jaden Davis, which is great. And like I said earlier in the show, I really want to see Michigan expand the quarterback board. All right, guys, we've gone over 30 minutes. I'm going to try to do rapid fire on the next few questions, so it won't give as long of answers. Um, <clears throat> KS, with the additional 2024 running back offers out, does that mean they're less confident about getting uh, Marshall or Tatum? No, I just think they want to have a lot of options. Like I said, I think they want to take a couple of backs this cycle, two backs. I mean, they could potentially take three in the right situation, um, but I, I just think they want to have other options. And I think it's great to see Mike Hart being aggressive. Uh, Malachi says, so is Ohio State going to steal Jaden Davis from us? Um, it's interesting that Ryan Day, Brian Hartline, and I believe another uh, coaching staff member is going out there to see him. Um, so that's definitely something to monitor. Remember, Ohio State was the favorite for Jaden Davis before they decided to take Rayola over him. I'm interested to see if there's still some hurt feelings there or not. If uh, Davis does go to Ohio State, like I said, I mean, I don't see Davis as this Dante Moore generational type talent like would it hurt to lose him sure but there's so many other quarterbacks out there to recruit Jesus um let's go ahead and go down to uh buzz buzzer and that's a cool name and he says is Harbaugh going to visit uh Rayola just him firing back at OSU for visiting Jaden Davis no I, I I do think there there's definitely some interest there like I said Michigan offered Rayola last offseason, and he's the number one overall prospect in the country. All right, let's scroll down to see if we have more questions. Um, we already answered Justin Scott. Uh, let's go ahead to Mr. Scott, 4673. Do we scavenge the portal if we miss on Davis? No, I mean, yeah, I guess the portal will always be an option. I'm not sure what will be available during the late window. I think you definitely look at the portal next year. Um, but I do think you just kind of pivot and go to some of these other options. Like I mentioned, you can always go to Jaden Bradford at IMG. You can go to Michael Van Buren. You can offer Isaac Wilson. It's January. There's still plenty of talented guys out there. Um, let's go down to KS. And he says, do you think Harbaugh staying trumps Weiss possibly being gone for Davis? Yes. Uh, let's go down to Xavier Jones. Apologies for the off-topic question, but how do you get the $29.99 until the football season deal on, on three? Head over to thewolverine.com, press subscribe, and you should see the $29.99 deal uh, pop up there. And uh, I think our producer, Matt Hutchison, is uh, pulling it up now. So there you can see it on the front page. You see it says special offer. Just click that $29.99 Put in your information there, and that is how you can get the $29.99 deal. Um, let's go ahead and go down. Is that our last question? Uh, no, we got a super chat here at the end, and it's uh, Rocky Furha, and he says, yes, there we go. Right on time, Hutch. If Weiss is gone due to legal issues, does that affect the Jaden Davis recruitment and what are the odds Michigan lands Harbor? So we touched a little bit uh, on this earlier in the show. I don't think that Weiss is uh, absence. And if he does leave the program in general, we'll have that much of an effect on the Jaden Davis recruitment while Davis really liked acumen and uh, just his knowledge of the game overall. 
personal experience. I think this recruitment has and will be Jim Harbaugh's to win or to lose, I suppose. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is going to be the guy that's going to win this recruitment. And Matt Weiss was never a plus recruiter. I mean, uh, he's a guy that was pretty apathetic when it came to the recruiting trail. And while he did a decent job with Jaden Davis and a much better job with Jaden Davis than he did with Dante Moore, I still feel like this is all Harbaugh. So uh, it's going to come down to Jim Harbaugh. I don't really care what happens with Matt Weiss uh, from a recruiting perspective. And then Oz, Michigan, Lance Harbor. Michigan is still in it. Uh, we'll be interested to see how the Jim Harbaugh in-home visit goes, how the Oregon official visit goes. Uh, even though it is January 18th, it still feels like a while before um, before we really get a true idea of where Harbor is going. I think that a lot of, uh, of those uh, finalists have a, a true chance there. Um, let's go ahead and keep the rapid fire going. Steven Sanchez says, Zach Libby gave us his top 10 recruits. Michigan must land on the fourth. Do you have a similar list? So I did the five most important offensive recruits on our YouTube channel. Just subscribe for free. Uh, that video should be in the recent videos. And we are releasing the top five uh, most important defensive recruits in the 24 class this week. I actually just sent that over to our producer, Hutch. So subscribe for free to our YouTube channel and never miss a video. Um, and then let's go down to, man, we had a lot of comments today. Thank you all for, uh, joining in. Let's go ahead and go to, I think a lot of comments. I'm not sure if, uh, if any of them actually have questions, but let's see, uh, let's go Chris Grant. Uh, he says, EJ, I know you said that Jamel Howard uh, sort of opened up his recruitment since early signing day pass. Who are the major players now and is Michigan pushing just as hard as they were previously? Uh, Michigan would definitely like Jamel Howard. He's a guy that would fill the nose need. Um, so I, I don't think Cameron Brandt, who Michigan's recruiting as well along the defensive line, has any bearing on the recruitment of Jamel Howard. Michigan's still in this. Howard has been really quiet as of late, hasn't given many interviews. Michigan's still up there. Ole Miss is getting a visit. Illinois is pushing really, really hard for him. So as you see, uh, Howard, a uh, remaining three-star target in the 23 class. Um, and then LSU recently offered may get a visit as well. So I think things have opened up with Howard for sure. And Michigan is no longer the clear leader, uh, but the Wolverines still keep me in touch there. Um, let's go ahead and go down to Thomas H 11. Who's our number one edge prospect for Michigan, Dylan Stewart, the number one overall edge out of Washington, DC. Love that dude. Go watch his film. He's great. He visited Michigan last year. Uh, he's trying to make another visit this off season. And I think that is our final question. So shout out for everybody that joined, got questions in today. We went like 10 minutes over time. So always happy to answer your questions. Uh, glad we had a lot of viewers. Like I said earlier, subscribe to thewolverine.com. Like this video uh, and subscribe to the Wolverine YouTube channel. It is completely free. Hope you guys enjoy your week. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit 
FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.